You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. What's up and welcome to the off-season edition of the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, and my man Tony Sincata coming up this hour on the program. Want to look at some of the things going on around the NFL, may even actually also get into some fantasy football talk. Tony, what's going on with you, my man? Not much. <clears throat> Getting it done and doing what we can do, and of course... We got football, we got baseball, we've got things happening in the world of sports. It's a good time of year. Yeah, no doubt, Tony. You feel what I'm saying? Obviously, there's always a lot going on in the world of sports, and obviously, there's always a lot going on in the NFL as we are in free agency and obviously pushing our way towards the NFL draft. Tony, do you get into uh, mock drafts? Like, you know, not not no, like fantasy I, stuff, like real NFL mock drafts, like with Kuiper and McShay and oh, these yeah, draft yeah, gurus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I get it once in a while. Not at like a, like a crazy level, but I like to have an idea of where people are going. Yeah, same here. So we're going to look at it and break one of those down today. One thing I do think, though, if you really want an honest snapshot, an honest mock draft to really get a snapshot of where players are going to go, you know who should do the mock draft? Who? Agents. Oh, yeah, they would be able to figure it out, right? Yeah, agents Probably would be able to figure it out. that thing. Who's the you know? I was thinking about this the other day. What was To's agent? What was remember him the the the, the kid in Miami? Drew Rosenhaus. What what happened to him? Where he still he has there? a lot of clients out there now. Drew Rosenhaus. He's actually uh, moved into the NBA some too recently, but but Drew Rosenhaus still very big with the dudes that go to the Florida schools. Yeah, because I haven't seen him though get a marquee player in a long time. I think he's kind of been maybe he's been quiet on that front. But uh, yeah, I drew Rosenhaus. His impact, his agency is still out there. He's still one of the top dudes in the NFL. Drew Rosenhaus. I wish he was my agent. And what do you think you'd be able to negotiate if Drew Rosenhaus was your agent, Tom? Uh, that's a good question. I might be able to get some chips. <laughs> some chips putting in 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 uh some chips put in your dressing room or some chips sent to your home. Yeah, sent to my home. Okay. Get me some uh. And being a Massachusetts guy, maybe he could uh, swing some Cape Cod chips for me. That'd be nice. Show you what kind of yeah. loyalty he has towards you and your situation, Tone. Yeah, I think that's it. True Rosenhaus. Uh, you know, I, I am so fired up about this, this Jets thing I haven't got over yet. Which Jets thing? Which, which thing with the Jets? The Jets trading up for the third pick in the draft. What, you don't like the move? You don't think it's smart? I thought it was the dumbest thing I ever saw. And and it, it just goes by the way of you to go about business. So basically they gave up four picks to move up three picks, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I if I own the team, I have to have the general manager in my office. And I have to ask him, well, you just traded four picks for three. Which is exorbitant. Tell me who we're going to draft. They want to draft a franchise quarterback. Me, well, if he tells me I'm just going to take whichever one's left, I'm going to say you're fired. Sounds like, like a bad idea. They have, like, right, right. There can't be three guys that are all going to be good. And you can't trade up without a guy in mind. You can't just say, I'll take whoever's left. No, because it's not. I don't think it's. I don't think where you see a situation where all of these guys are going to hit tone. So, and then they do probably have one guy in mind. Would you be say? Would you? Would you? Would you be? Would you say that maybe the Jets are not finished yet as far as moving up? Maybe they try to get the number two and get that Giants pick. I think so, but when he invested that much, I don't know how much he can get. And that's the other thing that bothers me is that if you're the Jets, did you trade up? And think that, like, say, we all take for granted that the Jets want a quarterback, right? So do, do you think that Cleveland or the Giants are not going to take a quarterback if you're the Jets? And secondly, if you think that they're going to uh, not take a quarterback, are you at least concerned that maybe they trade out of that pick and someone else comes in and stands a quarterback? Like, there's so many questions of what they did, and I don't see the logic behind it. I think they have to make the play for the quarterback, though. I think they have to at this point of what we've seen, you know, consistently just rebuilding. 
uh, to the fact where, you know, the fan base is down on it. Quarterback has been an issue for this team for a while now. So, listen, I'm not the big go-grab-the-early-quarterback guy. I'm more or less like, let's see what happens. But I think in a situation like the New York Jets, they have to go do this. There's one other thing in the draft that I find interesting. I think there's a 10% chance of this happening, 10%. And nobody's talked about this either. What if the Cleveland Browns decided to take at number one Chubb? And have two stud defensive ends. Okay. And then pick a quarterback with the fourth pick. They they, they think their guy will last. Nobody's talking about it. This is true, too. Who's the running back they signed in free agency again? It was a Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hyde and Duke Johnson in the backfield. We always talk about, you know, pass rushers and how teams don't have enough of them. They, They go crazy for these guys. They have an opportunity to land two of them in the last two drafts. And nobody's talking about it. Two of the top guys on the board. I think that team is looking to be more offensive minded, at least through the at least through these top two picks of the draft. But I wouldn't put it past them. This is where I say the agents, the agent mock draft would be excellent because I guarantee you, some agents out there that know exactly what's going to happen with that Cleveland Brown pick. I know they might want to be offensive, but maybe they should try winning once. <laughs> the head coach is one in thirty-one in the past two years, Tone. Yeah, I mean, come on. So, I, I don't know this Bradley Chubb, right, where he's going to go. Because if he doesn't go to Cleveland with the first pick, which I don't think he will, I don't think he goes to the Giants. And all of a sudden, we got to talk. Well, some people think that, that he's the number one player on the board because he's a pass rusher. Um, he, I don't know how far he falls. Mm. He, I don't really see him getting – He, I don't think he'll make it outside of the top five. It's interesting because, like you said, so much with so much being put on offense, obviously the good uh, the way to stop a good offense in the NFL is getting more offensive, is to uh, disrupt. And uh, Chubb seems to be, you know, he projects to be one of the best disruptors, one of the best guys that's came out as far as DN goes. So he looks like he's going to be a dominant pass rusher. Obviously, it has a pan out on the field. So interesting point. They could go that way. But when you look at that division, you know, outside of the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's not like you have these dominant quarterbacks you have to stop. This is crazy. Uh, I, I'm looking at this mock draft from NFL.com, and this was Bucky Brooks, who we've interviewed before back in our days at SiriusXM. Yeah. He uh, has the Giants picking a guard, Quentin Nelson, uh, number two overall from Notre Dame. Yeah, to rebuild and revamp that old line, Tom. That old line, that New York Giant old line, has been a problem for a few years now, and they haven't done anything to get it better. I agree, it's been a problem, but you don't do a that guard at two. is like, yeah, a guard is almost like uh, I don't know what to compare it. it. It's almost like taking. I'm trying to think of another position. Put it like this, Tony: if you have to, if you draft a guard at number two, he has to go to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he better, he better. Now, the other two, and it's interesting, this on NFL.com, there's three guys with mock drafts, Bucky Brooks, Charles Davis, and Chad Reuter. Uh, I'm not familiar with Reuter or Davis. Now, they have all have Don, they have Donald, two out of the three have Donald going first. I watched that thing on the uh, NFL.com, his, uh, his day, and he impressed the crap out of me. Yeah, he, he impressed because, me too, Tony, and then I thought about it. But why would he go out there and not be impressive if he scripted this thing and these passes have been ready and he's been working in, in, on on this specific drills and stuff like that? He should go well, out there and have a, 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 fa- a fabulous day. He should. He's been, that's he's why been they, doing it for, that's three, why they for do it. three weeks now, probably, practicing yeah. this routine. But that's why they do it in their home sort of thing. But here's what impressed me about him. One, I didn't know he was as big as he was. Like I, He didn't seem like, when I watched the games, like he was big. And then secondly... He's a leader. Like, it was crazy to me. I don't know who was supposed to be running that thing, but he nobody was doing anything. And he uh, moved the wide receivers up like 10 yards, and they went to another thing. He did all this. Then he was over, and he's, he's, he's slapping each one of them five, and he's treating like like a real practice. And I'm like, this, this, this guy's a leader. And that's important at the quarterback position. 
No, I agree with you 100%. Like I said, at first I wasn't impressed, especially seeing the uh, the, the um, how you played against Ohio State. But what I saw from his pro day does look like a guy that can be and should be likely, at least in this class, number one overall pick in Sam Darnold. Saw the kid Allen have his pro day this week also. I, would, I wouldn't mind going to one of these pro days one time, Tony. Just go over there, put like a hat on, like a, 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 a you know a fisherman's hat with my team logo on it. And put a whistle around my neck and wear some khakis and khaki shorts and just go out there and be like, okay, I'm here for the pro day. You think that's a good look for me? How about jumping? No, I think you should jump in line with shorts and a t-shirt and try to catch a pass. Can't <laughs> see if anyone, see if anyone notices. Like that would be unbelievable. Like, All of a sudden, we're watching the NFL Network and. Oh, that guy's slow. What that, what <laughs> yeah, that exactly. That, that, that would be the first thing Corey's, they say. Corey's out there. That'd be the first thing they say, Tony, was this guy's slow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bucky Brooks, though, has this draft going kind of like I thought it would, but different because he has the Browns getting Saquon Barkley at four. That would be interesting if that could happen right there. If the Browns could get him at four, if the Browns can come away with him and a quarterback, that would be a, a real that'd be a good haul for the Browns. Now you're talking about a team that's really um at least got some pieces of talent. We don't know if the lead piece on the sideline is talented yet. Even though we keep getting told then, he is. If he gets Saquon Barkley gets drafted at four, uh Duke Johnson will be traded during the draft. He has to be, yep. Because you well or do you or do you move Hyde? Do you look at Johnson as a complimentary piece that you need, and you look at Hyde as the guy that can be serviced or dispendable? Where they just signed him, I, I, I'm thinking he's probably got a decent contract, so mm-hmm. that might be hard to move. And I don't know what the rules are on trading a guy that you just signed. Some leagues have you have to play a year okay, when you, when you sign, sign a contract. <clears throat> so I, I don't know what that is, but... So I'm interested to see more of these these here. Uh, they have Sam Donald. I said two out of three. One has Saquon Barkley going number one, uh, which I, I thought would happen. Then the second pick, they have Josh Rosen going uh, to the Giants. Two out of the three guys have Josh Rosen going to the Giants. Yep. So now you take Rosen and you bring him into the New York New York Giants situation. Obviously, Rosen was a quarterback with a little bit of controversy around him the past couple of weeks, more or less, being somebody that outspoken about different issues, not about foot that's not around football. And I believe some yeah, gentlemen were great. like, you know, well, maybe this guy really don't want to play. It's that typical NFL stuff, Tony, that really teased me off. When you can't when you can't like you know, it's like if you're an NFL player, the only thing they want you to have outside of football is domestic violence. It's kind of crazy. Now, the only thing I have to say about this, though, is with the trade of Jason Pierre-Paul, does that bring Bradley Chubb into the mix for the New York Giants? It seems like that would be the obvious obvious thought pattern here, Tony, but I don't think general managers are into doing things the obvious way. I still the Giants the Giants hold the wild card in this whole draft. One, what they do with this two pick, number two pick. That's when the pieces of the puzzle will start to fall into place. Do they trade out of it and try to get a, and try to get a haul and rack up some draft picks and try to get this team back together that way, or do they say, you know what, we're not going to be up drafting this high again next year. Let's go get our franchise guy right now, or do they say, you know what, I think we're a player away. Let's go get Barkley and see if we can go win the NFC East. And then the third pick, they have three different quarterbacks going to the Jets. One guy has Rosen, one guy has Mayfield, and one has Josh Allen. Um, I think Cleveland the, was the only team that liked Josh Allen, so I'm interested to see if it's Mayfield or it's Allen, which one the Jets would take. I think the Jets would like Mayfield. I do too. Mayfield has a New York thing won- to him. Mayfield is a Jet or a yeah. Bill. Oh, the Bills aren't in New York. Well, in upstate New York, Tony. They got that crazy yeah, fan base. I think, I think that fan base I would take my, I think that fan base would like Baker Mayfield. I think it's a suburb of Canada though. <laughs> Downtown Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I think no, it's like the outskirts of Toronto. It's yeah. like that with where, you know, every once in a while when they run out of women they bang a lamb. And then run themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Buffalo is to Toronto. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. He either one. I could see uh, Baker Mayfield being a Jet. So, and then the next pick, they have two of the two of the writers have Barkley at four going to the Cleveland Browns. 
So I think that we're going to see Dono. We're going to see Baker Mayfield. We're going to see Saquon Barkley all go in the top four. And it's interesting that, that Chubb will make it down uh, to the Colts. Everyone has them going to the Colts now at six. Chubb at the Colts, I mean, the, the Colts need a lot of pieces, too, to build around Andrew Luck. Yes. They, they, they're a team that can turn that can turn it around quickly, I think, especially if they was to get a little bit better on defense. We've seen some improvements from them defensively also, Tone. So it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, situation shakes out. I want to get into this mock draft a little bit more later on when we come back on the other side. But also when we go throughout the course of the program today, Tony, I, I, I see um, dudes I like to call um, the second and third most hated gentlemen in the NFL uh, Michael and Martellus Bennett are in the news again. Oh, I got I got a lot of heat uh, with a tweet. I, I'll, I'll read you the tweet when we come back. Yeah, I definitely want to hear that because um, <laughs> I don't know. The, the, it, it's uh, you talk about. Yeah, everybody knows how hated Colin Kaepernick is, and we'll discuss his situation too because he's been in the news lately. Yeah. But um, if you, when Colin Kaepernick is one. And I tell you what, Michael and Martellus Bennett are not too far behind, especially when you look at some of the things said about these gentlemen on social media and stuff like that. I even saw our buddy Jeff Manns put on Facebook tone uh, when Martellus Bennett announced his retirement earlier this week. One down, one to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could talk about that, too, because I, I have some Martellus Bennett. I could see why there's dislike, but I don't think there's, uh, like, he hasn't done anything like I don't think as bad as maybe his brother. Want to break this all down? We come back on the other side. Fantasy football frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio, taking you through an off-season weekend. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Corey Parson, Tony Sincata, taking you through the offseason. So, Tone, um, let's start off with the most hated guy in the league right now, and that is Colin Kaepernick. Well, he's not even in the league, so but the most hated guy is in he, our NFL circles. Is What's he up? still a leader? Is he still a leader? Of what? The most hated? He's still number one, you I think? I think he's still number one. I think, I think you, he is too, but I, I think you have a, a boo off. I think it will. I think it will be close, but I I do think he will um, end up. There's a lot of people though that have softened a little on Kaepernick. I think because of finding out some of the uh, things that he does off the field, but then people like other people like when when they, that gets brought up, say, "Well." He bitches about the stuff and he didn't vote. Like I, I don't know. So it's I, I, it's hard to tell. He kind of he goes out there and he puts his money where his mouth is. But I was having a conversation. A lot of people have a lot of wrong information and don't care to hear the right information. So I think when you look at it that way, I think that causes a uh, a issue. You know, with some people, and some people just don't want to know. They just feel as if you know what, what he has done and what he has started has taken away their love for football, which I think is a little bit too much. But you know what? It is what it is. So, Tone, let's go ahead and break this down. <clears throat> a lot of people are up in arms, particularly in the black community, that um, Johnny Manziel had a pro day. Well, he, he participated in a pro day at the University of San Diego. I believe it was 12 NFL executives that showed up for this pro yeah. day for Johnny Manziel. I've gone on record. Johnny Manziel is toast. Johnny Manziel is popped, washed. He's a junkie. Doesn't need to be in the NFL. Let's stop playing with people. So then, of course, it spins into, well, what about Colin Kaepernick? If he was at a pro day, how many NFL executives would show up? It would be zero. i tell you that right now. They probably wouldn't want to be no parts of it. They wouldn't want to be seen there. Do you think that this is unfair? I don't know if unfair is the word that I would use. It's odd, unusual, but I have a question, though, that I don't know the answer to. Were there any other quarterbacks there at this pro day 
at San Diego. Not sure about that, Tony. I'm not sure if it was any of the quarterbacks there. I don't think – my guess is he wouldn't be working out by himself. That's what I'm saying is, like, I don't think they put together a day for just Johnny Manziel. To me, that would be a little crazy if that was uh, the situation. Now, he shows up, he throws the ball, and he looked good, according to people uh, that were there to watch him, watch him play. So I don't know if the NFL was particularly there to watch him 13, because I don't believe there's 13 teams that would take him back. I don't think so either. That's the part... So that's why I think they were there to watch other people, and he, you know, and he sort of got slid in there um, about that. So I, I, I'd have to know more details about how this this incorporated, because it seems weird to me that a guy was able to participate as a former player at a college event. Yeah, that's what I find weird about the situation, also. But I think that when you say that it was thirteen, when they say people is it, uh, it was thirteen people, uh, NFL executives there. You know, maybe they could have, you know, say, okay, well, old Manziel is working out now. I really don't have no interest in this. Or do you think it was a, it's a respect thing? Or do you think this is like, you know, let's walk away? Because if Kaepernick was invited to Tony, those 13 guys would walk away. I don't know if they would because it seems like there were coaches that wanted Kaepernick because coaches, I think, generally want the best players available because it helps them stay employed. And I think a lot of it was the ownerships that backed away because it looked like Harbaugh was a guy that was interested in bringing in um, Colin Kaepernick. Um, there was talk in the Cleveland situation, but it, it seems like the owners were the ones that nixed this. Yeah, in a lot of situations it was. Well, I think when the situation, particularly in Baltimore, I think the owner took it. Well, this is what I this is. I think the owner took it to the fan base, and the fan base kind of wasn't with it. This is what I've heard, though, Tony, uh, about the situation in Baltimore. I hate to sound like Angle and say my sources in Baltimore. But from what I've heard from the situation in Baltimore, they didn't want to bring him in because they was af- they were afraid that at some point they were going to have to make him the starting quarterback. And what of a big shock that could be. Because I think that they felt that at this point of their careers last year and maybe this year, too, even after a year off, Colin Kaepernick is probably a better quarterback right now than Joe Flacco. I, I don't know if he is or he isn't, but I, I think that it, at least <laughs> it's debatable. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you could you could throw him in there, but it, it is a bad situation. And we we talked about this in, in, in the past. Like there is zero chance that Colin Kaepernick could ever play for the Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars. There's two military bases here, and there's one up the up the street. And people look at Colin Kaepernick and. Even though he says that nailing for the national anthem, you know, has nothing to do with the military and he respects the military, that's how people see it here. And they would have that stadium half filled if he was if he played here, and the owner would be run out of town. So that's one organization down right there. A lot of people thought that Seattle Seahawks were a good fit. That also didn't yeah, happen. That, what happened there too? Because it seemed like Pete Carroll was another guy that liked him, and Pete seems to call all the shots there. They went in a different direction. I think you already had that thing in that locker room last year. You already had a lot of personalities in that locker room. Now you bring this guy in, and it's like, wow. And I think Carroll didn't want to deal with it. I think the Carroll and the ownership probably felt as if, you know, this may not be the way to go because of, you know, the you already have pieces like this in your locker room. Now you bring this guy into the mix. What do you think this year? So here's what happened. Here's what happened. Is the NFL has put some money to together for some causes and, and things like that, and there is no rule that was voted on pertaining to standing for the national anthem or, or kneeling. But I think there's an understanding now between the players and uh, the ownership that no one is going to kneel for the national anthem going forward. Do you see it as that? And yeah. do you think they purposely didn't make it a rule because they didn't want to draw attention to it? I think it's not. I think what you said is 100%. I think it's not made a rule because you don't want to draw attention to it. But I think it's probably well known in NFL circles. They do not want you doing it. And um, I, I don't think that no. it's going to have, you know, it's going to have to be a big name player to take a stand and do it this year. Or else I think it's going to be a lot of push. Well, we've already seen a lot of pushback, but I think it could be some pushback eternally. It's going to have to be a guy like a Deshaun Watson to do it this year, Tone. I don't think Deshaun Watson's the Ooh. guy to do it. Be tough for a young guy. 
I would think to do something like that. Because you already see right now, Eric Reed, who is kind of like in the prime of his career, not getting no free agent love. And Eric Reed was the guy that rode with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. yeah. He's even come out um, and said that he will stand this season. The one thing, I'll tell you the one thing is, is the players needed to do a better job. And it's all like, I guess we, we're past the whole way they went about it. They needed to do a better job because I think the message, what they would, nobody should have a problem with it. Like no one should have a problem against police brutality. Like that's insane. But I just think that it got confused the message because of a lot of the veterans um, thinking it was, you know, a demonstration against the military. Yeah. I think that um, was, I think that was what caught steam in a good way to deflect from what the real situation was myself personally. But I mean, obviously some people out there that feel this way, which was kind of news to me. But, um, so I looked at it. I think where the real problem came in, Tony, is that it shouldn't have went into this season right here. They should have fixed it before it got into this season. And then once it got into this season, and then when you got this dude in the White House, it's kind of like, oh, boy, here we really go now. I think think actually uh, that might have uh, pushed it along uh, with him there and uh, him liking the – he likes adversity. Mm Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. Man, that's correct. <laughs> that was his thing. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? That's his thing. That's how he uh, governs. So now, with that being said, Tony, you got the Kaepernick situation with Johnny Manziel. Manziel could, you know, be back in the NFL before Colin Kaepernick, which I'm not even sure Colin I, Kaepernick can come into the NFL now, Tony, if he's suing the NFL. Yeah. The, it, I, you know what? I, I get to a point, too, that I don't know if Colin Ka- – see, I, I get a little disjointed on Kaepernick. I don't know what his true intentions are. Because there are times when I think he never wanted to play. I, I agree. Uh, I don't think Colin Kaepernick wants to play no more either. People don't remember. The, the first thing is Colin Kaepernick had a contract and he got out of it. They, the the 49ers were going to let him go, though. They did say that they were going to right, let him but go. He was gonna, but, but he was going to get paid. Yeah. He was going to get paid. I don't know. Four, I forget what it was. But it, he opted out and went to free agency. He thought the market was going to be there. He should have known better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So that led me to believe that, you know, him then, you know, with the firestorm and all that, I thought that move was like, you don't want to play football if you're making this move. Based on all the negative publicities out there, and then you opt out of the contract, what did you think was going to happen? I guess he felt as if, you know, there's 32 teams that carry at least two quarterbacks. He can't figure that it's 64 guys that can play quarterback better than him, not that, not this quickly. Well, I agree with that, but it, he should have thought that, that I guess he That's didn't what you think have an agent that, for. Uh, that all this, though, I mean, all this off-the-field stuff was going to become an issue. So it becomes an issue. And now we see a situation. Where I don't think he's ever stepped foot on the NFL feet again. And I think Eric Reed could very well be. Eric Reed could very well go the same way. That would shock me. That would be wow, he Tony. He's twenty six years old. Yeah, that I don't see. But uh, let's see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> so now you spin it forward to the next guy, and it is Martellus Bennett. Well, not so. Martellus Bennett retires. People yeah. applaud. Michael Bennett, though, is the one that's really drawn the ire of a lot of people around the NFL Ugh. circles now. I've heard people on this network say they don't like Michael Bennett. And my thing with the Bennett brothers is, when did people's attitude towards the Bennett brothers change? Particularly Martellus. Martellus was a guy that was liked when he was in, in his early stages of his career, when he was a yeah. member of the Giants and the Bears and the Cowboys. He was a guy that was liked. Recently, I think, you know, things have changed on him. Michael Bennett never really liked. He's had some incidents. I don't think to the point where, you know, he should be this hated as he is right now. I personally think when both of these dudes started standing up for issues that regarding social justice, I think that's when people turn negative on them. See, Martellus Bennett, if you go back and you look at it, the only real thing is, though, the Green Bay thing is kind of a, a weird situation because we all fall in love with our teams, right? Yeah. And to have this dude say, hey, I don't want to play here no more. Uh, I'm going to get a shoulder surgery and I'm going to be out the rest of the year. And then 
get cut and go and play for New England. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of what Garrett Blunt did, the same thing in Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and so I, I think that's the issue with Martellus Bennett as of late. I think another thing, I I look at it like this. I think Bennington want to be in Green Bay. I think. Oh, that, he definitely didn't. Yeah, and I think and yeah. I and I think Aaron Rodgers probably played a role in him not wanting to be in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers has not really been a one of the Aaron Rodgers himself is not really a guy that adorns himself to teammates. And I think Bennett as a mercenary was like, listen, let me get out of here. And obviously, you see him retiring this offseason. He probably didn't want to play no more either. Yeah. So, um, and then the the Bennett, the Michael Bennett thing. And this is, is the guy is, that a lot of people it, don't like, Tony. Yeah. So I I tweeted out on on uh, after this last incident. It seems Philadelphia traded for one of their own and Michael Bennett, right? And one guy responded, "What's that supposed to mean?" Someone said, "That's really lame." Super Bowl champion Eagles. And then uh, someone else tweeted out something crazier than that. Now, my reference in that tweet is this is a guy that got in a fight in, uh, with security at the Super Bowl two years ago in 2017. And he's now charged with pushing down a 66-year-old woman, which I equate to Philadelphia fans punching a horse in the face twice and then eating the horse's shit. Mm-hmm. And it seems kind of crazy to me. And then Michael Bennett was also at the Las Vegas shooting situation. And he said he was improperly detained there, which was right or wrong. Like, he seems to be in mysterious incidents, is, is my comparison to the Philadelphia fans who are as insane and a little crazy. But I don't know about the guy being a bad guy or a good guy. Bennett also had the the situation at the end of the game with the Jacksonville Jaguars, where some people was like it was a uh, it was a low, um you no. know you know when you go for the yeah. uh, for the for the kneel down yeah. that Bennett was playing yeah. that Bennett played through the whistle. Bennett has also been in other incidents like that along the defensive line. People are always going yeah. to take are always going to go against Michael Bennett's side. But that's on the field, though, yeah. and, and you know what? You get guys like that to play hard or play dirty, whatever, and, and they have long careers. And I don't think you can kill them for them. I mean, Vontez Burfick is mm. any different than that, no. you know? So I don't know. I mean, I just think you get some crazy situations lately uh, here involving this guy, and um, I, I don't know. Do people really? He's a 32-year-old player. He's going to Philadelphia to play in Seattle. I mean, that whole team seemed dysfunctional at the end. It, it's a crazy situation involving him. You look at him now, Tony. He comes in this current situation, though. This is uh, this um, char- is charged four hundred and forty-one days after the incident. And if this I was so this egregious, why was he not arrested then? Uh, that, this is that crazy part. I think he's going to jail because I don't understand how they can do this. Like, why it took so long? How the NFL's kept it quiet? How he got traded, and I feel like somebody's after this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, or the, the police, <laughs> police departments yeah. across the United States. This incident taking place in Texas. I, I, I think he's being railroaded. And I, well, you, I, I, off, I, Tony, I think he's going to have to plead down to probation for this. It's something that, like, I, yeah. When I when I was reading this whole thing, I said this guy's going to go to jail. Um, first of all, the NFL's lying. About whatever happened here. Mm-hmm. What else is new? It's at the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's at the Super Bowl. Who employed that that security? They, those weren't city cops. They weren't police cops, right? I think they were security officers, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they were real cops. And for them to find a sixty-six-year-old lady that had a disability, but she had a disability that she was still able to work. And she was 66, and they charged him with a peculiar law, which is uh, committing offense over anyone over 65. They specifically took their time deliberately and went after him. Yeah, they, they, they're going after him. They want they they're going after him. My thing is, this is what it this is, this is what it is in my opinion. If he pleads out of this, right, to go play, and he pleads out, and he takes probation, and he plays football this year. Then it's going to be, well, since you're so tough and you're so anti-police, 
Why not take it to trial and clear your name if you didn't do it? I, I, he's gonna come. We come back like this. This is gonna be tough either way. Yep. And I think he might be done playing football. Gonna be interesting. We'll keep this conversation going. We come back on the other side. It is the fantasy football frenzy. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Fantasy Football Friends, the FNTSY Radio. Still got some uh, mock draft talk, NFL mock draft stuff to talk about. Get into that a little bit right now. We're discussing, uh, left off discussing the Bennett brothers. Bennett was uh, indicted uh, about a, over a week ago. No, this, that was this past Friday. Uh, with the felony charge of an injury to, uh, fe- fe- with a felony charge of injury to an elderly individual. Stemming from the alleged incident that took place in February 2017 at NRG Stadium, Bennett allegedly shoved his way through locked doors past multiple stadium security personnel, one of them a 66-year-old paraplegic woman who allegedly sprained her shoulder as a result of Bennett's push in order to get on the field and celebrate the New England Patriots Super Bowl victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Bennett was a spectator at the event. Obviously, he is the brother of Michael Bennett, I mean Martellus Bennett, who won the championship in that game. Is where we stand with this thing right here, Tony. Now yeah, I do so believe Bennett that, is Bennett and his attorneys are, are figuring. I think by Tuesday they're going to go down to Texas and surrender. From reading that, it sounds like Kevin Hart, right? <laughs> having a couple of drinks at the stadium, and they're telling you can't go here, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, it's crazy to see. If he did push these people and how unruly he was here, or or if they just didn't listen to him, you know, if there's evidence that this this lady, sixty six year old lady, had a sprained shoulder, and she's going to testify, it's going to be a tough one to overcome. Uh, the sixty six year old paraplegic woman, Barbara Barbara Tatman, sixty five at the time of the incident, whom budget who been allegedly shoved and caused bodily harm. As revealed at Friday's press conference, Tatman is paralyzed from the mid-chest all the way down and rides a wheelchair weighing approximately 800 pounds. The wheelchair. Tatman what? didn't return a phone call from NJ. Tatman has not returned any uh, phone calls from the media. Um, so that is Barbara Tatman, who is wheelchair bound, paralyzed from neck from the um, shoulder. I mean, from the from the mid-chest down. This is the person that Bennett was allegedly assaulted. And pushed over a, a that rides an eight hundred pound wheelchair, which is crazy. Yeah, I don't know. powerful. See, how, how did this it, little woman get a th- job and get on the field and get and get the, to this close to the field level? I don't, I, I don't know. She might like she probably is just guarding a door, right? Mm-hmm. And then giving her a job and not expecting you know the situation. But my question is based on Ezekiel Elliott. And Tom Brady, how is he not? How is this guy going to be able to play? This is going to have. This is going to be a situation that we're going to have to see how this one like gets. Those, those guys were not charged in any court. Yeah, no, and now and Bennett guy, has now been charged yeah. in a court. Yeah. So, like, let me give you uh, some more of the particulars. Art Acevedo is the chief of the Houston Police Department. Acevedo, right, is in charge of the Houston Police Department. He actually led the press conference, which is uh, which is very rare that you know a crime of this. This is this is you know not a big crime. Um, the the head of police, the head of the police department, led it. Of uh, the alleged incident, Acevedo spoke harshly of Bennett's character at the press conference, referring to him as morally bankrupt, morally corrupt, and that the alleged incident was telling of his character. 
Acevedo implored Bennett to turn himself in. Tony, to me, it sounds like they're going, somebody wants Martellus Bennett ass in jail. Oh, yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. Like I said, this is... uh, Excuse me, Michael Bennett, not Martellus. This is it. Yeah, I mean, that the the felony that he's charged with is the lady was sixty four wouldn't be a felony exactly, and it's, and uh, so it's definitely really well documented. They took their time, they went through this thing, and like I said, I think he's he's got a problem, and I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play football again. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Why did this thing take so long to they, play out? Um, are the Eagles? I mean, uh, it, if something like this happens, can the Eagles the Seahawks, void the contract? Well, well, that, the trade. Are the Seahawks, yeah, can the Seahawks get back whatever you know compensation they traded for them? That's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. The trade may have to be undone. My thing is, Tony, that they, he goes down here and he tries to get a plea deal. But by in trying to get a plea deal, he could very well put himself in a spot to where he's pleading guilty. When he, if he goes down there and he gets a plea deal, then Roger Goodell can easily come in there and give him a two or three game suspension. Well, yeah, I think he's going to get more. I think he'll get at least four games. But because here's the thing, you got to remember, if I didn't do this, how am I pleading guilty to knocking a 66 year old? Lady in a wheelchair. That like he's in a catch twenty two, Tony. He's if he if he yeah. pleads guilty to get a reduced, you know, if he pleads guilty, say we'll give you five years probation. You plead guilty, we'll give you five years probation. You get back to the NFL. Now you're in essence pleading guilty to assaulting a sixty six year old paraplegic, yeah. adding more hatred I mean, to your already bad persona. If you take this to trial, can you imagine that? I'll tell you what. I don't know if this video out there, and I would Simply, think there is. Tony, you would think it should be a video of everything nowadays, right? But you would think we would have seen it by now, right? If it was out there. But Ray Rice was suspended for football for a year for hitting his wife, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine a guy hitting a paraplegic in a wheelchair. Crazy tone. Now you got to see. Yeah. Now, doing Ray Rice was only suspended two games before we saw the video. And so seeing the video definitely changed it. And and I don't know if we understand the gravity of the situation without a video here. Either way. I think this Michael Bennett thing, Tony, is going to be another. Th- this is going to engulf the NFL at some point in this offseason. Oh yeah, because yeah, you oh, have absolutely. so many factors at play here. That's this is a very combustible situation. This, if it ever goes to trial, would be a court TV special. Oh too. my goodness, can you imagine this thing goes to trial, Tony? If 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 he if this thing goes to trial and Michael Bennett is back and forth, this would absolutely dominate the coverage. And here we go once again. The, the, the Bennett brother, this particularly Michael, cannot seem to stay out of negative press. <laughs> Yeah, I could see him. The Houston police. I could see him being the guy that wants to take the stand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and and, and then a thing or two. <laughs> and then you got this Art Acevedo, morally corrupt. You see what kind of person he yeah. is, what kind of human being he is. I can bet Martellus Bennett not really a favorite guy of police chiefs across the country. So. This can get very, not to mention it's the state of Texas. This is going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. Well, this is a very similar to the OJ situation, right? What we didn't talk about was the whole Las Vegas thing. Michael Bennett accused the cops of uh, illegally detaining him during that whole situation after Las Vegas. Uh, the shooting thing. So they they basically tackled him, put him on handcuffs, and put him on the street. And he made a big deal out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And it was the Las Vegas cops that got OJ right after the uh, you know after it failed in California. Yeah. For honestly, uh, nobody else would have went to jail for as long as OJ did over that thing. No. 
And it seems like in other police departments, going to at least uh, back up someone else there. Because the Michael Bennett Las Vegas thing ended up being a a, a crazy situation where uh, there was a lot of accusations. And then a video comes out. I think we, I want to read some more about that story. A video comes out afterwards with different things being said that more or less people painting out Bennett to have made the story up. But Bennett was there. Yeah. There was some kind of incident. There is Bennett, a, a video of Bennett face down. Now, with this thing right here, so far we haven't seen no video. But the, the thing about it is this was 441 days ago. Why this yeah, well, long? They, they, they took their time and they put it to a grand jury, um, which is a little different than just charging someone. Like So they presented their case to the grand jury, and they wanted I, – I don't know why, what the reasoning was there or why people go that route as opposed to just charging a guy. I think because they want. I think they're looking for a high-profile case against Michael Bennett. That's what I think it is. It's uh, it, it, it and oh, I actually that was incorrect. I the Bennett thing was not the Las Vegas shooting. It was after the, the Mayweather McGregor fight. Okay. Yes, that was no. No, I think it was another. Was it Mayweather McGregor or, or a different fight? No, I mean August twenty-six Mayweather. Uh, uh, with Gregor. Okay, so he that said w- he was racially profiled heading back to his hotel. And this is when this is the incidents with the all Las Vegas police where there was a uh, alleged shooting. Yeah. So that was that same weekend as May- Mayweather McGregor. Yeah, and he says he was tackled and thrown on the ground and told that if he moved, they would blow my effing head off. That very well could have happened. I think oh, what the Las Vegas Police Department is disputing is what were the events that led up to there. They're saying that it was yes. as shots were being fired or the chaos broke out, everybody was running in one direction and Bennett was running, took off in the other direction. And that's what made Bennett uh, look uh, to be a, a person of of, of uh, interest at that time. So I think that's kind of what had something to do with it. So that one is hard to, 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 to pin down right there, too, but... You see another situation where Michael Bennett gets into something. And now, you know, everything about this test says to me that Pete Carroll knew this was coming. was like, let me get rid of this dude before we have to deal with this ourselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know. Pete Carroll seems like that guy kind that knows of guy. It. Well, he, he already knows how to get out of trouble, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Pete is the Teflon Don of anything. He, we got to get rid of this situation here. Are the Seahawks uh, retooling or rebuilding? <laughs> They're retooling, <laughs> says the king. Gotta love the He kid. says his, uh, yeah, Michael Bennett was complaining about the handcuffs being too tight. And uh, uh, according, according to Bennett, he said, uh, um, we, we, don't have, we didn't have time to figure everything out. We just handcuffed you, is what the, the police told him. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, that's going to happen, you know, in, in certain situations. And I think Michael Bennett came out about it and spoke about it. And I, now I think Michael Bennett has definitely put a target on himself. And now let's go. Let's see the Houston police believe that they have something on him. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Another tight end. Well, not uh, it's all, all, talking about Martellus and Michael. Um, did you see this um, Gronk, uh, our boy Rob Gronkowski, partying with Shaq in Miami? Rob Gronkowski is the uh, he's the official party without the pet. Like nobody ever gets there's no, no he he's another guy that people love. Rob Gronkowski, he's like everybody's dumb brother. <laughs> yes, he's the opposite of the Bennett brothers. Um, Gronk yeah. looks to be a it, it, for for a guy that doesn't drink. Tony Gronk needs to dance better than this. <laughs> no, I think you, I, I want to clear that up though. I think Gronk only doesn't drink during during the season. Oh, so oh he doesn't drink during the season, and then in the off season he may have a couple. Yeah, yeah. He definitely had a yeah. couple this night. <laughs> yes, so Rob he got Gronk, up yeah, on Shaq's shoulders, like Shaq was giving him, like how you would put your children up on your shoulders. Rob Gronkowski, yeah, who is yeah, no yeah. little man, <laughs> and Tony, the moves were very, very um, 
I didn't. I didn't like. The I'm moves. watching it now. Yeah. What do you think? I'm of watching the, it now. What do you think of the moves, Tony? Uh, I don't know what, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I, oh shoot! I'm glad I. Cl- Hold on. I can't shut off the volume here. <laughs> Don't worry about uh, it. CBS does the worst thing ever of uh, making ups. sure you can't yeah. turn, turn off the volume. And I'll tell you what. I don't know, man. This guy is a little crazy. But how does he get invited to all these things? Like he said, every party there is. <laughs> People, No want, matter where it is. Yeah, your party's not lit if the, like, if when the you have a party. Like five years ago, when you had a party, you had to invite Scott Desick. Now you have to invite Rob Gronkowski. You have to. Have, your, your party's not popping if, it's not, if Gronk's not there. Gronk and Va- Ron Miller were in attendance along with all. It was called Shaq's Funhouse Party. It was in Miami at the Ultra Music Festival, and Rob Gronkowski was uh, really um, setting the. Um, you know, uh, white male dancing has improved greatly over the past decade. Rob Gronkowski's, uh, I think, said it set y'all back a little bit, Tom. I'll tell you what. There's a comment here that says, towards the end, it gets a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I haven't watched the end yet. I didn't see that part either. Getting a, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with getting a little gay these days. No. Uh, just for the people out there. But uh, uh, during a commercial break, I might have to... Check out the little gay part and see what happened here. <laughs> These are two big men that could be getting a little gay. Who would you rather party with, Tony? Rob Gronkowski or Odell Beckham? Oh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Odell has some weird videos around. Like, I don't know what that dude's deal is. Yeah. Another video came out like, with Odell in it this uh, week. The craziest thing, i seen Odell Beckham in a hot tub with another dude and the guy goes under the water for a while and then it comes up and they're both smiling and I'm like, what is happening yeah, here? Like, that- how does he think this is, this is a good idea? And then I seen him doing some dancings with some guys and that looked weird too. Like, I don't know what his thing is. This week, uh, I I don't know what weekend. Might have been last weekend. If you might want to in the, in the break tone, if you get ready to shut it down, you might want to Google Odell Beckham. Um, well, Google Sterling Shepard wedding videos, and uh, the New York Giants were having <laughs> the New York Giants were having a hell of a time at Sterling Shepard's wedding. They were having a real good time. And to be honest with you, Tony, I wish they would have invited me. It it was it, it looked like a fun event. This one actually was a regular party, but it was like super off the hook. Did, did anyone take this shirt off at the wedding? And everybody, everybody's fully dressed. Everybody's everybody's dressed to the nines. That's the other thing. I think Rob Gronkowski, no matter where he goes, like he Shirtless. could be in church, he's taking his shirt off. Shirtless, yeah. Tony. Shirtless. So there you go right there. <laughs> that is the latest and greatest right here. Fantasy football frenzy, Tony Sincata and the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. Thank you for hanging with us. Is didn't really give you too much fantasy football information, but it's good to talk NFL with you. And then um, we have another we hour talk of life. NFL talk. Yeah, and talking life and talking about things that you should um, uh, worry about. Um, Tony caught George Kurtz off. Of, well, look at this. Tony caught George Kurtz off guard a couple times earlier this week, but let's see if he can catch the fantasy executive. But Tony Sincotta, I'm Corey Parson, fantasy executive. We out. <laughs>